and welcome to the Pack Heavy podcast. Now this podcast is for anyone who works in the hospitality and food manufacturing industries who use flexible packaging to get their products to market. Featuring interviews with guests who have traveled the path that you're on so that you can learn from their successes and failures and engage in the mindset required to go all in on your vision. I call this mindset the Pack Heavy mentality and it's primarily driven by deliberate action and extreme organization. You gather market intelligence, put a strong plan in place, organize the appropriate resources, and then confidently test your hypothesis against reality. So if you're ready to pack heavy on your vision, you're in the right place, and I'm excited to have you here. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to episode 50, where today I have Destiny and Kelsey from Bang & Bannock joining us on the show. Bang & Bannock was founded in 2021 by three Indigenous women entrepreneurs who were brought together by the 3C Challenge, and it was during this program that they developed their business idea and ultimately created a dry Bannock mix sold by the bag. I actually met Destiny and Kelsey at the From the Ground Up conference and trade show where they were awarded as the bronze winner of Outstanding Product of the Year alongside Marilyn Cordoba from Padala Lemon who won silver, and Todd and Melinda Copet from Alchemy Foods who took out the gold prize. Bannock is a quick bread, usually fried or baked, much like a scone, tea biscuit or damper, which is actually common in Australia, and was introduced into the indigenous culture during colonization and the segregation of indigenous communities onto reservation lands. Bannock isn't a traditional indigenous food, but rather a food that has been adapted into the indigenous culture and is a source of nostalgia and a familiar symbol of home and the associations that come with it, like safety and comfort and community and good times. Kelsey and Destiny value community and giving back and donate to a different cause near and dear to them monthly, as well as connecting with their community and customers and working to fulfill their future dream of opening an Indigenous business hub where collaboration and mentorship will be front and centre. Bang & Bannock can be found online via their own website and they ship right across Canada. And I recommend that you pick yourself up a bag because I can confidently say that their Bannock is banging. But before we kick off into the conversation, like every week, please hold tight as I take a few more minutes to showcase our show sponsors. Foodpack is a Vancouver-based company headquartered in Richmond, BC, and having been in business for well over 50 years, it's fair to say that we've got the experience, knowledge, and capability required to ensure that you end up with the right flexible package for your business. We specialize in three specific areas of Foodpack, one of which is stock bags, which you could think of as a turnkey solution, custom printed bags, which is actually my favorite part of the business and what I think I do best, and our packaging equipment, like Cipramac vacuum chamber machines, Plexpack band sealers, and repack tray sealers and thermoformers. So if you're looking to get into the market for the first time or would like to assess your existing packaging and equipment options, I recommend that you get in touch with me directly by emailing me at hayden at foodpack.ca or by calling me on my work cell, which is 604-360-6790. If you're like me and come from or you're currently deeply embedded in the hospitality industry, I'm sure that you'll agree that the best restaurants and cafes to work in are the ones that have systems and processes in place as they create order in what would otherwise be complete chaos. So with this in mind, it makes total sense to apply systems and processes to your own life too. And I can attest to the fact that it has helped me immensely as I navigate my busy life between my career, family life, a position on the board of my strata and this podcast. It's a lot, but I manage it all because of the structure. And if you're looking to apply structure to your life too and work with a coach who will help you navigate your busy life, I recommend that you contact Brad Bodnachuk for a free 45-minute strategy session by visiting the link in the show notes. Futurepreneur Canada is the only national non-profit organization that supports young entrepreneurs aged 18 to 39 with up to $60,000 in financing, an expert business mentor for up to two years and resources to help you plan, manage and grow your business. 
I actually interviewed Mina Hagigi from Futurepreneur on episode 31, and I recommend that you go back through the catalog and have a listen because Mina outlines with some detail the program options and webinar series that they have on offer at Futurepreneur. Uh, one that I'd like to point out is their three-part workshop series called Rock My Business Idea, Plan and Cashflow. And I think this is a really good program for you if obviously you've got a business idea and you want to turn it into reality and all of the work that you need to do to actually turn it into something tangible. If you'd like to learn more about the programs at Futurepreneur, head on down to the show notes and click on their link. Destiny, Kelsey, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. No worries. It's been a busy morning here in the office. Um, It's 10 a.m. on a Tuesday or a Wednesday. It's a Wednesday today. And I, uh, Destiny, I hear you've had a busy morning as well. You've got three young children. Yes, I do. And I have two little ones. Yeah. So that's also a little challenge in itself. Isn't it? I have a two and a one-year-old. Yeah, that'll keep you busy. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) And how's your morning been, Kelsey? You're over on the island at the moment. I'm over on the island at the moment. Yeah, it's been um, it's been a really nice morning. There's some sunshine here. There was a little bit of aurora borealis last night and the oh, night before. Beautiful. It was it was hard to see because it's overcast, yeah. but it did have that kind of toxic ghostbuster green happening in the sky a little bit. So. That's cool. Yeah, no, I've seen lots of beautiful photos posted up all over social media. I've got some buddies living a bit further north and all over Canada, and they've mentioned it too. But we haven't looked outside because it's been overcast here in Vancouver the last couple of nights, so it's not going to work for us. But yeah, I I haven't been fortunate enough to see the Northern Lights before, so it's definitely something I'd love to check out one day. Oh, you definitely got to see them. It's really cool. And the further up north you go, you can actually hear them. They like sing. They're like a rainbow in the sky and you can hear this hum. It's crazy. Really? I did not know that. Mm -hmm. I've seen them a few times before out in Manitoba. And yeah, yeah, they are just, it's amazing. It's just so beautiful, especially like not seeing them and then being exposed to it. I was just like blown away. It's amazing. It's just a gorgeous thing to witness. Yeah, no, absolutely. We're very lucky to have this kind of stuff, you know, living here in um, Canada or so, you know, in all relatively, we're not that far north, but we're sort of north compared to where I come from in Australia. And uh, yeah, you get to see all of these beautiful wonders of the world. Um, guys, I've been really excited to have a chat with you because obviously we met at the Ground Up Trade Show, um, which is probably, a, you know, what, three, four weeks ago now. And, um, and that was an awesome trade show. Really loved it. Had my first taste of Bannock with you guys, which was cool. And uh, at the end of the trade show, you guys were um, awarded with the bronze medal for Outstanding Product of the Year. So congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah that was that was an amazing experience yeah yeah that was yeah. such an amazing thing yeah we got to connect with so many people like you and got to introduce Bannock to so many people and yep. we were absolutely shocked by the outstanding uh award yeah the bronze medal we were just like yeah, yeah. so surprised we were it's like, a huge us? achievement <laughs> yeah it is you know when you get awarded with something um and it's all selected by your peers you know people that you know out in the world it's it's something that means a little bit more than a random selection i think yeah yeah, yeah i agree that's cool so tell us let's go right to the very start so where did you two meet and how did you go about developing bang and bannock <laughs> this is kind of a funny story Destiny. you want to take that one away Sure. Yeah. So we started, well, we technically met through the 3C program, which is an Indigenous entrepreneur program. And you are partnered up with complete strangers. And I believe that the program was in person prior to the pandemic, but then they they, um, had to navigate to do everything virtually. 
And so we met <laughs> just virtually. Mm-hmm. And so it was a bunch of indigenous um, participants from all over BC. And we yeah. just kind of happened to be in the, say, in the same area. Like Kelsey was in Vancouver and I was in Burnaby. Yeah. And we were partnered up. And well, initially some ideas were thrown out there about a business and you kind of join a group that you want to be a part of. And right. me and Kelsey kind of both gravitated towards Bannock. Yeah. And yeah, so we were complete strangers come like January of um, this year. Wow. And yeah, so it's it's been a really cool journey how we met and we just kind of like... We work. Yeah, you went for <laughs> so it. random. So random to jump in business with a like an absolute stranger. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we we've carried on and we've obviously met in person now. Yeah. We're not <laughs> just faces on the computer anymore. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're actual partners yes. in real life. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, no, I can imagine like um business relationships are probably some of the most difficult relationships you can have out there because you're working extremely intimately with somebody you know everybody's got an idea for the direction that you want to take something or you know how to implement certain things so you know later in the conversation I'd love to have a you know talk to you about your strengths and weaknesses and how you complement each other in that respect but let me just go right back to the very start so you're two very strong indigenous um, women and entrepreneurs which is awesome and there are some great programs out there for you like the 3c program and i can imagine that there'd be some amazing mentors out there too that you'd be able to lean on and have conversations with like um i don't know if you know jordan from sriracha revolver do you guys know yes. Jordan? yeah she's amazing isn't she yeah i know and she i is. had jordan on the show and just packed full of information and you know an absolute powerhouse and somebody that you guys can yeah absolutely leverage and you know see somebody and who's she is leading a the community way. Yeah, yeah, she's, she's deep in the community in the community. hospitality industry. Exactly. So I'm really excited to sort of see how, you know, you guys have managed to leverage your network and um, and use it to your advantage as well. So obviously you guys met recently. Um, you guys were throwing around some business ideas and you guys landed on Bannock. So why don't you give the listeners a little bit of insight who don't know what Bannock is? All right. Uh, uh, so Bannock is a, um, it's an indigenous fry bread. It's a really, really, yeah. really simple unleavened, um, unleveled bread. So it doesn't have any yeast in it. It's just like a, a baking um, powder bread. And uh, initially, like the word Bannock actually is a Scottish Gaelic word. It's, it's a Latin word. So the word Bannock itself would have come over um, with traders and some of the first settlers that came over in Canada, the indigenous peoples would have had their own breads of a sort made from like cattail roots and, and birch barks and um, things of the like, but it would have been quite a, quite a different bread. Um, Bannock as we, as we know it was um, more or less a survival food. It was every, everything in your rations that you were given on the reservation, which is very minimal, um, especially at that time. And so it was a way to take these rations and create something delicious that could feed a lot of people. Like it was a very, very simple thing. It could, could feed a lot of people. So essentially it is either a baked or a fried bread. I prefer fried. I love the greasy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Dustin, you have anything to add on, on what Bannock is? Yeah. Just to kind of add on to what Kelsey said. So, um, as indigenous people, our traditional ways were hunting and gathering. So we lived off of the land and um, we didn't really eat processed foods. And so it was when colonization happened and we were segregated 
to reservations lands, mm -hmm. then those foods were brought to us. And that's kind of like how those ingredients were introduced to us as indigenous people. So there's this, um, sometimes people call it traditional and I like to kind of like politely be like, no, it's not a traditional food to us. Yeah. This wasn't the food that we ate traditionally, but it has become our cultural food where you see a gathering of indigenous people and you're going to see Bannock somewhere. Um, and it's just, it's become a part of our culture and it's something that we um, feast with. So I, yeah, I just want to point out it's not a traditional food, but it has been adapted into our culture. And it's something that I grew up with, something that Kelsey grew up with. And yeah, just brings back those childhood memories. Yeah, that's perfect. Like any good comfort food, you know, and was a recipe passed down to you guys or how did that work? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, every every family family kind of has their own recipe, and yep. everyone's family's recipe is the best recipe. Yeah, no doubt. And That's what uh, <laughs> and and none of the none of the recipes are um, uh, proper measurements. Yeah, like none of them are like take one cup of flour. Like just I, that's, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So when you're growing up, learning how to make this bannock, it's like okay, you're gonna want this much flour. And then you're going to need some of this, Yeah. get some sugar and, you know, and it's like, ah, that's good. Put some water in until it feels like that. Yeah. So, yeah, um, we did both grow up with, with our own recipes for yep. sure. I yep. had my great grandmother's recipe and my stepmom's recipe and they're both really quite different and they yep. both make really good panic. Yeah. I think those recipes where you aren't necessarily reading off a, uh, you know, a specific recipe guide are the best, you know, it's just hand and eye. <laughs> Um, it's interesting. So my background on my dad's side is Italian and they came out from Northern Italy, um, into Australia in the late 1800s. And, uh, with them, they bought their sausage recipe with them. So bull and boar, so pork and beef sausage recipe. And that has been handed down through the generations as well. And I got my hands on that recipe from my grandmother. It's all written out by hand and it's for a hundred pounds of sausage, which is, oh is insane. Yeah. It's a lot, right? Anyway, dad grew up on this sausage and they would dry it out and eat it like a salami. And then, you know, as I was growing up, my grandma or oh, my Nana would, um, you know, get the butcher to make it. And uh, yeah, they were delicious sausages, but I think any food that has, you know, a thread of history through it, you know, running through its veins from the family. It's been passed down in that respect. It's, um, it's really special food. Oh yeah. I think so too. Yeah. What, yeah. Other, what yeah. else did you guys grow up with? What other foods, you know, were passed down from generation to generation like that, that you guys have continued on with? Um, for me, it was salmon for sure. Like oh, yeah, we, my, my people were, um, were lake people. And mm -hmm. so they were hunters and fishers. Um, yep. And salmon, salmon in particular. Yeah. Um, so growing up, we we uh, always knew how to catch the fish. We always knew how to gut the fish, and we mm -hmm. always knew how to process the fish, whether that be canning it or filleting it or smoking it or any of those things. Yeah. And I realized that that all of those things, um, the only reason I know them is because they are passed down from from my grandparents. That's mm -hmm. the only reason. So yeah. I, yeah, I would say fish, fish for me is the other one. That's really, yeah. It's there. How about you, Destiny? Um, I feel like it's just kind of vanic, honestly. My mom, she kind of left her traditional territory and she came out to the coast and right. brought us out here. Um, and a lot of the food my mom would make is because we, there were six kids and we were raised in poverty and 
not a whole lot of food. So anything my mom would make is like, you got to get really creative with your minimal ingredients, right? Yeah. 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 So it was just kind of like whatever was laying around in the fridge or, um, but yeah, we didn't like Kelsey has a different story than I do. Right. She, she was more connected to the land and, um, I wasn't so much, I'm such a like urban indigenous person. Right. Raised in the city and stuff. So, I mean, I really remember Bannock. That's the one thing that I really remember. Yeah, interesting. So you started working together and Bannock was what you've decided to land on. Tell us about how you actually went about getting the product together, putting it in a pouch and getting it out into the world for the first time. Well, Destiny did um, a buttload of work in the beginning on the recipe for us. Um, mm-hmm. We had our... our original family recipes but like I said they were very loose like do it with your heart and destiny put on her science hat and she sat down and she really figured out those measurements so that we could offer a consistent recipe that always works to every single person so as far as that work work goes in the beginning destiny really 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 brought it she like she slayed that and um after that recipe was really put together then it, it um things started things almost kind of started to fall into place by itself. It's been a very, very, very organic business. It's like once we had decided what we wanted and, yep. and we reached out and, and tried to make things happen, things just really started happening. Yeah. Um, I mean, like the very first bags that we looked at as our eco-friendly bags are, the, are still the bags that we're sticking with right now. We want to probably move on to another company when we get our new bags, which we're working on. We're right. going to be printing some new bags coming up here. Okay. Um, but yeah, destiny. Um, yeah, I think, I think you kind of covered it, Kelsey. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. So, you know, the most important part of like the success of a business that you're trying to get up off the ground or trying to find your early adopters or your customers, you know, that'll actually give you guys some traction and get some cash rolling in. So who were you guys targeting at first? Family, friends, you know, I'm assuming to get the ball rolling and get some feedback on the product. And at what stage do you actually get out into the world and start retailing it? Like, what was your approach there? You know, that's a great question because I'm like, I don't feel like we tried to market it to friends or family in the beginning at all because our family has been. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think when you first start out, you post it on your own personal Facebook. Mm -hmm. So then you're kind of targeting your family and your friends that way. And then I just have this weird thing of bombarding my personal Facebook with like my business stuff. So then we kind of just <laughs> navigated it. Cause yeah. I'm like, I might yeah. get bored of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know where to find me. I put a couple posts up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but then, yeah, we kind of like started to shift it onto um, just like Facebook groups and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I'm like, we actually, there's, yeah, it was just mainly Facebook groups, I think. And then it just kind of, yeah, like Kelsey was saying, it organically grew and people slowly started to find out about us and people would share. And like we put very minimal um, money into advertising. I think we put like $30 into ads. And then we're just like, I don't know. We just didn't see much traction on it. But again, it was very little money, but it just keeps growing. So it's like, we don't really, we haven't put a whole lot of money into it. Okay. So where are you seeing that growth in particular? Is it on retail sales or online sales? Right now, uh, 
both, I would say both of them are growing. Um, We've always been in e-commerce, like from the beginning, we started off as an e-commerce having started in COVID and all that. We just went directly, directly into having a website. Mm -hmm. Um, But over the last two months in particular, I would say that the, the physical locations who have interest in carrying us have been um, they've been reaching out immensely. So there's been a, a much bigger kick up in retail interest. Right, right, right. Okay, cool. So, you know, being business partners, I can imagine like before you mentioned that you've got chemistry and you noticed that chemistry right from the start, which is amazing. Tell us a little bit about your individual strengths and weaknesses and how you complement each other. Kelsey. <laughs> <laughs> Put her on the spot. Yeah. Um, my strength and my weakness is that I never shut up. It's, um, it's a, it can be good and it can be really bad. <laughs> Just yeah. Talk a lot. I don't know. I don't know. I, um, let's see. Like, do you find yourself, do you find yourself in production or do you sort of lean more towards sales and marketing or, you know, what part of the, um, the machine of the business do you tend to lean towards and gravitate towards? Um, yeah, that's a good question. We share a lot of the load. We like any, anything that one day, one of us doesn't feel so comfortable with the other person might pick up. We really do have a back and forth where, um, we really try to support each other. I would say that I probably do a lot of focus on social media and on financials just naturally. And, um, yeah, I would say that that's probably the places that I that I tend to naturally focus to or that we've landed in me focusing to and that works out great for me. Um, yeah. And Destiny? Yeah, I feel like I really like kind of like the development aspect of things, kind of getting things put together-ish. Yeah, yeah. But then again, that's also like it's both of us doing that. Um I also come from like an academic background so like applying for like grants and stuff like that and you know trying to get my foot in those doors um is something that I I spent years doing so it's Mm -hmm. just kind of natural for me to dig in those areas too yeah and um yeah I like kind of getting I guess like putting our information onto um like Facebook pages and stuff yeah I mean, we both do it all though. I, yeah. Yeah. So Kelsey's definitely very like people person. So yeah. she kind of, yeah. she has that. Yes. I really enjoy that about Kelsey. And sometimes I'll worry about things. I'm like, oh no, we got to get this done. And Kelsey's like, ah, got we'll it. get it. Done. And she's more like, she's my balance because yeah. I'm the worry yeah. and she's yeah. like the laid back. Yeah. So that's also very good too. Because cool. I don't know how two laid back people would work. Yeah, no, they most likely wouldn't. So they sometimes wouldn't. it's nice. Done. Yeah. Or like two worried people. I don't think that would work out either. Yeah. You guys would just be stressing each other out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But we have that nice balance. That really That's great. So do you guys like walk me through your average week at Bang & Bannock? So you guys sit down at the start of the week and go, okay, these are the orders that we're coming in. This is the numbers of units that we have to get out into the world to fulfill those needs. This is what we're focusing on at the moment. Like we're applying for this grant. Kelsey, you take care of this. I'll take care of this. Like, how do you guys operate? Like, especially at the moment, do you, do you guys like actually get to um, sit down in person frequently or are you guys sort of got more of an online relationship at the moment where you're running the, running the business? 
Oh no, we get, we get together in person once or twice a week, at least, um, probably twice a week at this point when we were doing the markets and stuff anyways. So no, we, we, we do see a lot of each other in person. We never have zoom conversations by ourselves. We never do that ever. (laughs) Um, so it's either in person or through text and we are, we're consistently messaging each other. There's actually no break to us messaging each other. That is sometimes 1am, sometimes 1pm. Like it's, it, it, you know, there is no start to the day as far as that happens. That's when something is usually on my mind and I need to get it out. And I'm just like, I'm not going to remember this later unless I tell Destiny right now. And then she, you know, wakes up to like 600 million messages of me manically saying stuff at 2am but um yeah <laughs> oh, very good so yeah we us- try to have like we try to say sunday we're like sunday's family day but we we just keep going like we yeah. know at the back of our mind family day but we i think you guys are almost family already though hey <laughs> i feel like it yeah. I feel like I talk yeah. to Kelsey more than my spouse. So <laughs> I definitely talk to Destiny more than my spouse. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, so at what point did you realize that, well, what point did the opportunities to work with Andrea come on board with you guys? And, um, you know, tell us a little bit about how you found yourself at the trade show a couple of weeks back and the benefits of winning the award, if you noticed any. Yeah, definitely. So as we were kind of wanting to scale our business, mm-hmm. um, we just didn't know how, and we didn't really have any personal connections of anyone who could help us grow. Right. And so, um, we were looking at this other business consultant and we found, we kind of stumbled upon, upon Andrea and it just, she just clicked with us and she just, she was so passionate about what she does. Mm-hmm. And she said that she has been in business for like, I think it was like 20 years or more or something. And it's like, to have that much passion and you know how like some people burn out or, you know, the passion kind of dies. She has that passion. And once we told her our story, she, she was just like so excited for us and she had so much suggestions for us and she really lit that light for us and like we can grow and she can help us get it there. And um, so we started working with her as a business consultant. Mm, Was it July, maybe August, August or July. July. I think I think July. I think it was mid July about. Yeah. So she just mm-hmm. gave us a list of things that we had to get done. She's like, go, 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 get this, this, this. And she's like like swamped us with stuff that we needed to get done, which kind of highlights how like far back we were from where we wanted to be. So she just kind of guided that path for us and get gave us this huge list. And then at the very end, she's like, Do you guys think you want to be a part of the trade show? Can you guys like get everything together? And we were just like, Yes we can get it done. Like we want to get it done. And sometimes we're a little slow at getting our tasks done, but then at the very end, we're like, no, like we want to do this. We want to get there. We're going to get everything done. And so when we went into the trade show, we were like, we're not prepared. (laughs) Like we felt so unprepared. We were working with a designer to get our packaging all done too. And that didn't get done in time. So I think that's kind of where we were like, oh, we're not ready yet because of our packaging. Yeah. Um, yeah, we really wanted to have our new bags ready for that for oh, that no trade doubt. show, yeah. and it, it 
didn't yeah. happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard that from a few people. There's definitely um, logistical uh, timeframes that everybody's working with at the moment in packaging. At the, <laughs> it's something that everyone's we're all got the same designer. <laughs> Not only design, but yeah, once you actually go to production, you know, lead times are stretching out, and then it's time on the water or getting freight in um, has stretched out due to COVID. The, that's the reality that we're all finding ourselves in in the packaging world, unfortunately. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, very good. So it sounds to me as if, you know, being at this trade show, you found extremely rewarding because, you know, looking back right at the very start and you could, you know, actually see how far you'd come just by working with Andrea, that must've felt really good. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. it did. Yeah, yeah. It did. And, yeah. And did it sort of give you an idea or sort of allow you to orient sort of the future and what it is exactly that you wanted out of the business and the direction that you're moving in as well? I think it inspired us more, mm. if, if that makes sense, because we always had um, aspirations and ideas for the business. But um, once we started to learn what the possibilities are, and once we started to reach more for those possibilities and more doors open, I know for myself, I'm like um, more inspired to go bigger and to reach for bigger things and to and to have bigger because I know that we can do it. Yeah. But, you know, I've learned now that like anything that we've decided, decide to put our energy into, we can, we can make this happen. Mm -hmm. So definitely inspiring. Cool. So what's the future hold for you guys at the business? What direction are you taking it? And what are your dreams and desires for it all? Yeah, we've kind of dwelled on this a little bit. Like, what is the big goal? Yeah. Um, we definitely want to go like, we've just been business con to consumer for the most part. We've done mm -hmm. like some bannock cook-alongs with organizations and we do like talks and we talk about indigenous issues and yep. we um talk about the history of bannock and the history of it like indigenous peoples and um we love having those talks and the more we talk about getting bigger we still want to be able to provide those kinds of things and we also want to do business to consumer we love connecting with our customers yep. and we don't want to just go like big retail because yep. then it kind of takes away from that connection, that yeah. personal connection that we have. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I don't know. I feel like we're just kind of, we definitely want to go retail and we want to keep our, what we're doing right now, business to consumer and working with organizations and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we also want to, we've talked about um, trying to get funding for an indigenous hub, which is, a place where indigenous businesses, entrepreneurs can come together and we have a space, whether that be like commercial kitchen or retail space um, and just like office space where we can all come together and just collaborate and work together. And we can also help other indigenous entrepreneurs grow their businesses. Yeah. Cause I feel like there's a huge gap of indigenous representation. Okay. Um, so yeah, there's, there's a lot of little ideas that we have going on. So it sounds um, like you're both pretty passionate about community yeah, and, um, yeah. and education as well. So, and, and children, I should say, like both of our, our um, other jobs that we went to school for post-secondary education yeah. that we took both revolve around children in one way or another. So okay. it is something that's also quite passionate about us is, yeah. is, um, is giving back to the community in the way with teaching children and connecting yeah. with children and the youth. And like, you know, one of my dreams, and I know we've discussed this a number of times is like, 
some people have, have talked about us going into co-packing and stuff as we get bigger. And I think it would be really, really, really cool if we could have a team of indigenous youth who, who have um, employers that care about them, mm-hmm. that they can call in if they're having a bad day and say, you know, my mental health isn't doing so good. And you can say, well, this is your community that loves you. So, yeah. you know, and give them something that, that they can put on a resume if they want or what whatever it is, like um, a hub and a spot and a community and um, jobs, Yeah, jobs, if they want jobs, like, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, Utilizing business to, you know, organize a brighter future for everybody involved is, you know, really amazing because business can be used as a tool. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Like it's, yeah. Giving people a place to go and purpose and meaning and, you know, a place to escape and sort of meditate while you're packaging things up. And, you know, it's a really cool thing. Um, it sounds like, yeah, you've got a bigger picture that you're trying to achieve or a bigger goal that you're trying to achieve than literally just packing up Bannock and putting it in a bag. It's like almost a vehicle for a greater cause or a greater purpose, which is really awesome. I say that all the time. I yeah. say that the bag of Bannock is a ticket. It's yeah. not really like it's a, it's definitely about the bread. Everyone yeah. loves the bread, yeah. but honestly, it's it's in its own special little way, it's a ticket. And it all ties in beautifully. Like it's a bread that you're tied to in the community. It's working with your hands. It's telling stories. It's involving everybody. That's amazing. Yeah. That's really, really cool. I come from the coffee industry. I've said it a few times, but coffee really is a vehicle for, you know, change and conversation as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, very, very similar things. Like I can see a lot of parallels being drawn there, but um, yeah, not only an opportunity to um, employ people, but also, you know, with the funds that you're, um, you know, with the revenue that you're generating with the business, you can choose where to place it almost like a nonprofit to some degree. Yeah. Well, we do do, yeah, we also do 10% back at, um, yeah. Um, into different donations at the end yeah. of every month. And that's something else is like, when we get really big, we get really excited being yeah. like, oh my goodness, can you imagine? Like, if we get really big, can you imagine the donations? Yeah, what you can do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. So you are extremely busy people, but I know that this is also a side hustle for you as well. So what are you doing during the day? Destiny, what's your regular gig? Um, so I'm just kind of mom right now. That is definitely um, a full-time but- job. <laughs> but before COVID, I was studying for my bachelor's of social work through an indigenous um, program yeah. at MBIT. Yeah. So I have recently contacted them again because I'm just, once COVID hit, I couldn't finish. And all mm-hmm. I have is my practicum placement for my fourth year yet yeah. left. So I might try and um, get that finished up because mm-hmm. that's been a long journey of mine. It's going back to school. I went and got my grade 12 as an adult. So right. And then going into post-secondary school as the first in my family. So it's mm-hmm. huge. And I definitely want to be able to finish that up. Yeah. And I also have like a little beading business that I do on the side. Right. Um, kind of, you know, that entrepreneur brain just keeps going once you get into it. And yeah. it kind of absorbs your life. And you just constantly um, are trying to develop things. And it's fun. It's a good gig. And it's something I can do at home with my kids. And yeah. that is huge yeah. to be a mom and have that freedom. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm really enjoying it. It's really fun. I mean, you get your stressful days, but you work through it and yeah. um, you lean on your supports in your life. And yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's been amazing. Yeah, no, it's good resistance to push up against and grow from. That's for sure. And with the kids as well, like they'll see you operating these multiple businesses and you'll be inspiring them and, you know, they'll see your work ethic and yeah, it's an amazing way oh. to shape their futures too. For sure. I have a little um, eight-year-old, almost nine-year-old and she's, she loves to be too. So she's trying to like 
develop things and yeah. she has all these cool ideas and I'm supporting her and yeah, yeah. so it's fun I, I yeah watch them see you grow yeah and what, huge. what about you Kelsey what's your um what's your uh educational background um educational background I um went back to school directly out of high school to be an education assistant to work with children who um have different varieties of developmental delays or specifically autism was one that was something that was um, a big interest of mine at at that time. Um, But to be honest, I ended up um, living in India for four months and working in a school. And and I I realized pretty quickly, I was like, oh yeah, I spent a lot of my, my adolescence homeschooling because I hate that system mm. that's not it's not really a system you can change from the inside out either so I do still have a big passion in working with children yeah absolutely and um early early childhood education is something I could imagine getting into again in my life but uh my day job is actually a stagehand right. so I am okay. um, yeah I set up concerts and I'm the person who's running in between the bands unplugging the mics and wearing black clothes that's me, yeah. the one in black clothes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. So you're extremely busy women. Um, guys, thank you so much for the conversation today. I've learned a lot and I'm really excited to watch Bang & Bannock grow and see the good that you're about to embark on in the world or the more good that you're about to embark on. And, you know, I'd love to touch base with you guys in another 12 months and reflect on the past 12 months with you guys and, um, you know, discuss the amount of growth that you've done. And I'd love to sort of see yeah what you guys have managed to achieve because i know that you've got a lot in the hopper and it's really excited to see the direction that you guys are willing to walk that would be really cool if anybody wanted to check out bang and bannock how what's the best way to get in touch and uh, check out your product yeah just www.banging b-a-n-g-i-n without the g banging bannock b-a yeah n-n-o-c-k .ca. And we have like our socials are Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Yeah. Very good. And if you decide to just Google Bang and Bannock, we are literally the only one. Believe me, there's <laughs> no other Bang and Bannocks that are showing up. Yeah. We're going to be the first Instagram that shows up. We're the first TikTok that shows up. We're the first Facebook that shows yeah. up. We are the first website that shows up. So you can Very always good. just Google Bang and Bannock and, and you'll find us for sure. That's great. Well, look, thank you so much for your time, guys. I'm sorry that we had to have a uh, shorter conversation today, but I appreciate the time that you've both set aside for the chat and uh, I'll speak to you soon. Thank you so much. It was nice Thank to talk. You. you too. Bye. Bye. I'd like to say a special thank you to our show sponsors, Food Pack, Brad Bondachuk and Futurepreneur Canada for making this all happen. If you've got any questions from today's show, feel free to shoot me an email at Hayden at thepackheavypodcast.com. You can also find me on LinkedIn under Hayden Thompson, that's T-H-O-M-S-O-N, or you could DM me on Instagram. And one thing that would mean the absolute world to me would be a rating and a review. I'll see you next week.